Welcome tonight here at the Little Extra. My name is Adeyemi Adesonya. Uh, I have to say a big thank you to everyone that's, you know, that listened to this podcast, that follow, send us feedback. Uh, the last time uh, I recorded a podcast when I had the great Chana Cheru on the show and we discussed his fantastic book, uh, A Thousand Times on the Same Road. So if you haven't gotten that book, please, it is important to get that book, add it to your library, buy it for your friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. It is a book that I believe potentially will change the way we, 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 we see Nigerian football. And also it's an opportunity for somebody to tell the stories of Nigerian football, which I think we do not you know, speak about a lot. Today on the show, we're talking about the players. Uh, more often than not, I think I only talk about the players and their responsibility. On this show, I've had, on this podcast, I've had agents, I've had sports lawyers, I've had administrators, I've had you know, media people, but I'm not sure I've ever spoken about the actual responsibility of players in developing their brand, in ensuring that their careers are smooth, in ensuring that deals go through. So today I have two people that I think can We'll tackle this um, conversation, this topic, adequately. I have a friend of the house. He has become almost part and parcel of the furniture on Nigeria and Into Extra. Uh, sports lawyer Tosi Akemi joins me. Tosi Akemi Esquire joins me once again. Tosi, welcome. Yeah, good afternoon, Mr. Adisonia, Mr. Eddie. Good to be here. Happy New Year to everyone listening out there. Thank you, Tosi. Uh, and I also have football intermediary, Eddie Obemudia. Eddie, welcome to Night Time, a little extra. Hello, yeah, Eddie. Thank you very much for giving me this great privilege to be part of the show. All right. So let's get into it very, very quickly. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, no problem. Uh, Tosi, let's start with you. So I'll say that, you know, we hardly talk about the responsibility of players when it comes to ensuring that transactions go smoothly, uh, the careers are on the right path. Can we talk about what role do they play in, in actual fact to ensure that everything goes smoothly? Okay. Um, the first one that really comes to my mind is that I feel when there's a prospective transfer, it's very important for a player to adhere to the regulations of, of FIFA, particularly the regulations on the status and transfer of players. And uh, the really, uh, I would say the most important one is that it would be wrong and um, also a breach of the regulations of FIFA where a player goes ahead to perhaps speak with a club that is interested in his services, maybe the official of that particular club, without having gotten the written permission of the club that he, pleasant, sorry, that he presently plays for. Hmm. So now, if, uh, yes, if uh, Chelsea were probably interested in a player of, of Arsenal, uh, in some circumstances, where the present club of that player finds out that there had been communication between the player and that new club that is interested in the service of the player. It will scuttle the deal. 
impact the club could go ahead to even make a report. And I'll make an example. Uh, during the summer of, I think, 2017 or so, there was a particular summer transfer window when uh, Liverpool were interested in Bandai. Uh, and you recollect that before eventually made the transfer to Liverpool, Southampton uh, com complained to the English FA that there had been yeah. communications between the player and uh, some officials of, of Liverpool. And we found out that that actually scored to the deal at that time because the deal couldn't go on. And in fact, Liverpool had to make an official apology yes, to yes. Southampton. And it was later, you know, during the next, that's the January transfer window, he was able to complete. So in essence, uh, even when a player is excited or eager to make it, it's really important to do everything according to the rules. Because apart from maybe being sued for maybe a breach or being sanctioned with, uh, yeah, for indiscipline, it could make that deal, you know, forfeit. And his agents may even not be aware that there have been certain communications uh, between the player and the prospective uh, club. You know, it's interesting, it's interesting you mentioned Liverpool and Southampton because I do remember that even before that Van Dijk uh, transaction, Liverpool had been fined a few years earlier <clears throat> for trying to do a transaction with, I think it was King Dempsey, when it was at Fulham. And they were actually fined, maybe I think two million pounds or something, for um, for approaching the player. And they also had to put out a statement, you know, uh, to apologize. So in that case, they're, they're almost like a, like a serial uh, offender. Now, I don't know if you're aware of what happened with uh, Kieran Trippier when he was going to move from Spurs to Atletico, Atletico Madrid. Okay, so I think somewhere along the line, he dis he told somebody that a deal was in the offing. Okay. Right? And the person, the people that he told, maybe like for example, told a close family member that the deal was in the offing. I think those ones now went to bet on it. That was going to make a move. He he's currently serving a 10 a 10 game ban. Yeah. On that, even though Atletico Madrid, you know, uh, appealed that really, well, how can you control uh, how a player discussing a move? So, for example, he's going to move, he's going to want to buy a house, he's going to, you understand? Yeah. But people found him, the FA found him capable and he's given a worldwide 10 game ban, which I think is currently uh, serving. So, how do we navigate the this very slippery slope of discussing, of telling close confidence, so quote unquote, close confidence. Okay, well, I, I think, although I'm not aware of all the facts of this, uh, of Trippier's case, but what I perceive is likely to have happened is that Trippier is probably not being sanctioned having disclosed to a member of his family in respect of an intending move. But the fact is that uh, such an information was, would I say, provided to the member of the family, and which, would I say, uh, 
which prompted a, a bet to be placed in the respect of such a transfer. Yeah. And I think from what you have said, even Trippier was, did he actually place the bet himself? I think it was a member of his family that placed the bet, a close confidant. Yes, I think generally the rationale behind players not being involved or not placing the bets in respect of maybe matches or activities which they're involved is that the football governing bodies want to, as much as possible, ensure that things are not manipulated. Yeah. Now, if, yes, so now if, if uh, in respect of maybe a football match, a player is directly involved, places a bet, or someone close to him places a bet. It casts a lot of uh, doubts on the integrity of the game. And I think perhaps uh, it, it was that rationale that was extended to the issue of the transfer as well, because such information has been given to a member of, of the family, and the bet is now being put out there in respect of it. Uh, maybe that, that, that may be the, 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 the reason for it. But I don't think he would have been punished for just merely telling a member of the family because if it were that, then so many players would probably be guilty. So many member, family members of the player get to know about the transfer before it even happens. But I think it's the member of the family now proceeding to uh, place a bet out. To benefit. Yes, to benefit that, uh, that must have been a breach. Okay, let me let me come to Eddie now. Uh, let's talk from the Nigerian perspective. He's handled uh, uh, transactions involving Nigerian players. So let me ask. So, like Tosin saying, players have a responsibility to um, to safeguard some of the information. Now, for you, who has handled transactions on the local scene, let's look at a scenario. No, the local and it's local and international scene. Let's look at a scenario on the local scene. And this is one thing that happens on a regular basis. I give an example. Uh, Sunshine Stars had this player, I don't know, all of a sudden his name skips me now. A striker, he's currently playing for Rangers. This happens every season. A player, Israel yeah, Israel Abia, exactly, Israel Abia. A player disappears or goes AWOL from the team that he is duly, and I use the term duly very, very loosely, as it involves Nigeria and our local teams, very loosely. He's supposedly duly registered to or is duly owned by, and he disappears from that team and they don't find him. And all of a sudden, he pops up in another local team, right? And you hear that oh, he's training with that team. Is that not a almost a similar scenario, or even worse, from what Tosi painted? All right, uh, I I like the adjective you use uh, talking about the player being duly registered by the club. Uh, the unfortunate thing we have in Nigeria, with my experience, is that uh, most of these clubs they they don't do the right documentation. Hmm. That is why uh, players or their agents or their managers, as the case may be, take advantage of these loopholes hmm. to move their players about the way hmm. they like. 
Mm. Uh, like the to the 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 two uh, G issue you mentioned, when I saw the news, I I, I got across the person I assume, if I really do not know if it's truly managing. It, <laughs> that he has to I like the, I like what you said that person you assume. <laughs> so I reached out to him. I said, "What's happening with your boy?" He just told me that uh, she just forgot about those rumors. Although there are some issues, but uh, they are still sitting and discussing over it. Truly, as you rightly said, the young man is not happy because uh, over time he has been, uh, will I say, he has been benched and all those stuff. So I, I was not advising him. I said because he's not having playing time, he shouldn't be coming out and be making this noise. If the coach does not even like him, let him prove himself in the in the in the training ground because there are club officials that do come and watch their training. So over time. You can't be posting superlative performance on the training ground, and on the match day, the coach will always insist that you can't make his team. At least there will be some question that will be thrown at that coach. Definitely. So I was just telling him that uh, I think the young man has some attitude issues, if at all. Then uh, he shouldn't let, uh, uh, because the coach is not using him, to overwhelm him. I was just citing an instance with uh, Mesut Ozil to him. I said, like the young lad there, so long uh, Arsenal alerts him weekly, he doesn't care if Ateta uses him or not. So he just goes to the pitch and keep on doing his best. So, uh, and the responsibility of the players, to some extent, uh, uh, Barista Tosi have actually mentioned a lot on that. So if, if, if I will add, I will say it actually still extends from just understanding or knowing the regulations. There are some things you need to be responsible for yourself. You know, most time you see some of all this land, they will just say, uh, one thing I, okay, let me give you an instance. One thing I've seen come on with 80, more than 80% of Nigeria players, or let me say 90, is that when you give them a contract paper, their most concern is how much am I going to be paid on a monthly basis? <laughs> don't oh, what go check, go. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to go further to see, okay, let me check. What are some of these uh, offenses? Yes. What are the clauses, clauses that are yeah. here? That they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't care. That is why uh, we have instances whereby a club will just announce that they don't need a player again. <laughs> and uh, if you review some of these contracts, you see that these players, they've actually signed their way into into accepting this uh, decision at the club. So just like you signing your resignation letter ahead before the due mm. date comes. Mm. So mm. Uh, that is one thing I've actually I, I, I've observed. And a, a player, a Nigerian player in the MPFL, it looks at it that it doesn't really matter. You know, we like, we like coming out to shout and try to woo people to be, you know, get people sympathy and the rest. When some responsibility that we ought to do, especially at the initial stage, when the club is cutting you and trying to secure you, you wouldn't do that. You leave it, maybe when the ships are down now, you would not be calling people to sympathize with you and try to gain a public sympathy. So now, it also advanced from that. I know we're not talking about clubs, but we still have a lot of problems with clubs in Nigeria, especially mm. in the MPFL. A club, we want to engage a player, we don't do a research. You know, some of these uh, players, we always compare ourselves with these European clubs. When they are scouting a player, you see them, they will be checking on this player over a period of about two, three years before they finally get the player. 
but you just see a player flash, you just go. You don't know about uh, the details about the player. You offer him bogus salary, and at the end, maybe after two, three games, the player is not giving what you expect. Then you just mm. go back again to sign a document that you unilaterally terminated his contract. The mm. player did not enter any agreement with you, but only your own. You just decide that uh, it's a mutual agreement. You know they try to impose some of all this on players, and over time, just like one of one of the conversations I read recently, clubs have always gotten away with it. Yes, it's like a norm. And there are a lot of compromise at the level of those regulators. Of the administrators. Uh-huh. Yeah, to, so, I'm sure Tosi will remember a conversation we had uh, when that Plutu United thing happened, where they said they were slashing salaries. And yes, yes. I, as I, uh, somebody showed me the clauses that are in the contracts of our players, clauses that give the team the power to slash suspend, terminate, or even decide not to pay their salaries. And, and I ask this question, Tosi. Let me come to Tosi. Why do our players always refuse? Tosi will take it, then uh, Eddie will take it from the intermediary's uh, perspective. Is it that our players always refuse to get legal representation or get a legal review of their documents, one. Eddie, is it that the intermediaries themselves are not involved at the point when the players put pen to paper? So meaning the agent probably sees all of these clauses. Tosi, I go, you go first. Okay, so I'll probably just mention two things, or maybe three. I think one of the major causes of this is ignorance. Sometimes, like uh, Mr. Idi already said, quite a number of these players just want to look at where the is bottom the line. Where is <laughs> like, oh, how much am I going to be paid? And like he has rightly said, there are even far more important things as uh, uh, in respect of the contract more than that. Oh, what if uh, the salary says you earn, uh, the, the, the salary plus says you'd be paid 500,000 per month? And um, it actually says you only be paid for two months out of a one-year contract. How about what? that? Some of them don't even. It's not like there was such a scenario. Oh, okay. In fact, a, <laughs> yes. In fact, there was even a similar it's scenario. It's possible. It's possible. In yeah. fact, there's even a similar scenario. Now the player signed. Uh, there was, it was a one-year contract. Out of the twelve months, the club stated that she would be paid for only nine months, hey. which was part of what. Yes, which our firm fought with the club that it's not possible. There's even a FIFA decision that says that a contract is only as valid to the extent that it provides for salaries. And there yeah. are decisions to that effect. If you have like a 12-year, con- a 12-month contract and it only provides for salaries for, let's say, 10 months or let's say five months, that contract ends at the end of the five months. You can't have somebody on your on your books <laughs> and the person is being paid for just some months out of that. It's slavery. Now, back to what I was saying, like Mr. Eddie said, some of them think that's the most important clause. How much am I being paid? You don't look at the length. You don't look at disciplinary clauses and the rest of them. So one, I would say ignorance. Then secondly, for some of them who are not ignorant, who know the value of probably having uh, a lawyer or an agent look at such a contract for them, some of them, I would say, agreed it. Now, they would, uh, 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 they would probably not want to pay for the services of a lawyer or pay for the services of an agent. They would think, oh, 
am I not the one who, who plays? Now, even these foreign players, they are not foolish. That they get, they have lawyers, they have agents who help them look at their contracts to negotiate. Doesn't mean that they are illiterate. The fact is that they are trained in that area. They have the experience to be able to do such things for them. So for, for some of these players, I would say they probably are trying to avoid maybe some sort of commission which they will pay someone who would help them look at such a contract to negotiate and oh. uh, they end up falling into the hands of the club. But Tosi, lastly, Tosi okay. let me cut you short. How much can the commission be? I do know that the maximum commission that you can charge depending, it's supposed to be like 5%, right? That's supposed to be the maximum commission you can charge. So if the player is earning 500,000 naira, right? And of course, the commission is paid on the salary, not on bonus, not on other things. 5% of 500,000 naira monthly is less than 50,000 naira. So 5,000 naira. For yes. a lifetime of peace, for peace of mind, Hmm? Yeah. For development of your point of your career, for to, to enhance longevity in your career, to five thousand naira a month to your agent is too much. Okay, let's even say the agent is collecting ten percent, fifty thousand naira. It's too much. And and they they actually fail to look at what benefits they would get from having such an agent. On yes. If any issue comes up at the club while he's being there, of course, such an agent or maybe the lawyer or whoever he has appointed will always be there to be able to help him, uh, you know, resolve it. such issues. Yes. You know, so it, that, that is quite unfortunate. It's quite unfortunate. Then I think, lastly, uh, most clubs are usually very hostile when it comes to having Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I recollect that there was a time uh, myself and my colleague went to a football club uh, in Nigeria. Uh, we tried to drop a letter in respect of the player and some of the persons who were supposed to attend to us said they were not going to collect the letter. I've, ne I've never seen anything like that in my life, that a letter <laughs> will be brought to an agency or to a club and you are supposed to just acknowledge receipts and you are saying you will not. And the reason which was given was that, oh, when the player signed with us, the player didn't have a lawyer. Why, why does the player have a lawyer now? And I was very surprised. And I've, yes. And I've seen circumstances where maybe, of course, when clubs know that a player has sometimes has maybe an agent or, his or a lawyer, because they know those people will be able to protect their interests. Some of them are usually quite hostile, and I think these are probably the three main factors that causes uh, some of these players to just go into go ahead and, and without doing uh, the necessary taking the necessary precautions. Okay, so Eddie, uh, my oh, question right. from a, okay. from an intermediary perspective, what is the issue? Okay, uh, I think uh, Tosin actually mentioned some of the key ways I would have uh, said because I had personal experience from even the last two one you mentioned first about greed. Uh, currently, there is a popular MPFA player that actually I represented and negotiated his contract to a club, I think around 2015, 2016. And uh, we actually had an agreement that uh, the total sum of the contract, uh, my agency will be paid 10%. Uh, 
But fortunately, or will I say fortunate, or whatever case I would say, uh, when the payment time comes, the guy was not dragging us back to the table. That no, but there. in an ideal sense, Eddie, yes, the club are supposed to pay you. And um, ordinarily, I work for the player. No, no, no. Hold on. Especially, I'm coming in Nigeria, especially uh, even in Europe. Most times, this payment gets to the player, or the player gives an authority exactly for this money to be deducted exactly and to the agent. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, we have a, uh, an issue in Nigeria that basically it doesn't work because. Because some of all these clubs, they already know that uh, there are inconsistency in the administration. Hmm. If not ordinarily, as I secure a deal for a player, let's say for two years, hmm. I should get my 10% lump sum immediately. And from the that, club. that also depends on your agreement with the club. I know I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. I, I'm, I'm supposed to get a lump sum of 10% or whatever percentage I agree with the player, yeah. since the player agreed. Then the plus pays me just like as it done in the a senior climb. Yeah. But you know, in Nigeria, this same player that you are saying they should pay you ten percent after three months, the club can decide they don't need him again. So they will just unilaterally terminate his contract. So they believe that they cannot pay such a money to to an agent when they know that there are a lot of inconsistency in their administration. Because that same person, the governor can just wake up one day and tell you, ah. Please, I don't want you again. You go. So now, now the payment that have been made, another set will come in. I will say, are you, 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 this set of player, go. So there are a lot of issues surrounding our football administration that have an effect on, on, on players' employment. So now, if I go further, uh, Tosi mentioned greed, and that is the major thing that we are having as a challenge as intermediary. Like, as you mentioned, I've actually come as low as 5% in negotiating with some players. When I see that whatever they are going to gain is not much, so no need to take ten. Because I know if I take ten percent from it, it will go down. So I say, okay, maybe that can take care of that time in my office and all that thing. But you will see that some players will also renege in this agreement. They will not decide to to pay this money. And by the time you engage these clubs, okay, this is the arrangement I have with this player. This is X Y Z percent ought to come to me. The players, the club will say they cannot present this. In the ministry, that the payment is done from the commissioner or the AGs of as an accountant general office, and they cannot put my name because I'm not part of the payroll of this player, so they cannot be paying me and paying the player at the same time. That whatever arrangement I make, I should be getting my payment from who engaged me as uh, as an intermediary. And we have a lot of uh, unfaithful footballers in Nigeria. I've had instances whereby, as I speak to you, a, a player, I'm supposed to earn a million naira for one transaction I did for a player, and they paid about four or five million. The player refused to give me my, my own part of the, <laughs> the money. He was saying that he's the one play, playing the ball. Why would I be sitting in my office, AC is blowing me, and I'm collecting more money from him? He refused oh to pay God. me, at, 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 and I wanted to actually go further and maybe uh, pursue the case with the NFF and take my claim. But the club let that call me because he said if I start those injunctions, it might affect the player reputation and we see. No, they need to learn. You see, this is the problem, uh, Eddie. This is the problem. I, this I, sentiment, I, these guys yeah. need to learn. They need to it's learn true. to be responsible. It yeah. is your responsibility to pay your agent. If I have yeah. a manager that works, you are you are like his staff, right? It is his responsibility yeah. to pay you. 
you are doing a lot of work. Okay, let me let me ask you. Let's, let me put this scenario to you. You have a player that you have really high hopes for, that this guy is going to be a superstar. You negotiate yes. him going to uh, an NPFL team. You pick him from grassroots. He moves to an NPFL team. And you now say, okay, I'm going to make sure this guy is a superstar. You now build an infrastructure around him. Get him a photographer. Get him a social media manager. Get him a performance coach. Mm-hmm. Get him a nutritionist. Yes. And you build the structure around him because this guy is a huge mid-ticket for me. And this guy is going to blow. And you now say he will not pay you after you have done built that infrastructure around him to make his, his career better. He will now not pay. That's madness. Really? That is happening. Unfortunately, and that's why I'm saying that we, you guys, <laughs> you guys in the industry need to yeah. make these players learn. They need to pay. They need to learn. So if a player is supposed to pay you as his agent and he doesn't pay, or the club is supposed to pay you, right, for the services you are rendered, take him to court. Seek legal redress. When, 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 okay, Tosi. Yes, I, I totally understand your sentiments, Mr. Adesonia. And maybe if I, I let me say this, I wouldn't know if uh, Mr. Adi also shares the same sentiment. Sometimes uh, it's not like maybe agents or maybe lawyers don't know the right legal steps to take. But you find out that once one starts taking such legal steps, it's against one's client. <laughs> Sometimes it, it, I would say it destroys some sort of maybe image that one has. Because before you know it, at the point, people start saying, oh, this person uh, wants you going, he takes you to court, and things like that. And sometimes people would not even know the true story of what has happened. So perhaps, well, I don't know if that's the reason why agents don't really do that. But I feel it may be one of it. Because sometimes people don't know the true story. And once one is known for you know, taking such steps, Sometimes maybe one may lose prospective clients or something. But at the same time, I think uh, one would still have to take such steps sometimes, like, like you have mentioned. It's better for such players who feel they will not be able to uh, honor their agreements, not to even come at all. Yes. And for you to you know approach the agent or your lawyer and uh, you start dragging your feet when it's time to pay. You know, you know, I, I do know that sometimes I sound as if I, I live in a bit of a, a utopia, right? But this is what develops industry. You can't be in Europe and all these players that we're talking about now, when they get to Europe, you, Eddie, that represented him from here, when they go to Europe, you will stop using you. Don't be so. You are very correct. I have personal experience. Oh, uh, uh, he will stop using you as his agent. He will not get one of Ibo to represent you when the big money is about to come. (laughs) Will he fail to pay that to Ibo when the time to pay comes? Oh, so why are we being wicked to ourselves? That's exactly what happened between me and Etebog and Ekaro. You know, when he moved, he just aligned with. uh, a European player and just decide, uh, you know, we, I, I have to say this, uh, apology for it. Like Nigeria with Malzabes, especially in the football circle, mm. they have this special uh, respect for the white skin. I'm yeah, not I know, I agree with you. If a person is just like a white man, even though they don't know what he's doing, yeah. they can 
just put heads down and make sure that's why is. many of them are so little slavery. So what I'm even doing now is that if I see a prospect like this, I have my partners in Europe, I tie you to that my partner in Europe. If you like okay, so you yeah. sign like a subagency contract. Yes, I, I, I rather be like that. So because in my agency we have some Europeans in our team. So it's a decision we took out of our meeting. Yes, I'm just taking the cut out of the fact that most of our players, especially Nigerians, will not be representing them directly. Uh, especially if it's not for local scene. If anything international, we tie him or her, or if he's a female player, to a, a, a European agent yes, that they know yeah. they cannot toy with. And what I've observed is that when they know they are dealing with a, a, this white skin, they don't dare it. They can't even say the Kobo or one pound that they are owing that white agent. <laughs> but in Nigeria, they will be dragging their leg because they believe they know you. You can't do anything because this country... If at worst, they will use police to harass you or go to... You know, there are a lot of compromise, especially in Nigeria football. And as I mentioned in my opening speech, uh, this league, a lot of clubs will have uh, started because they don't have that clearance to register new players. But the, what happened? The, the LMC allowed them to register. Like, Quara United had a lot of Which, issues. Uh, 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 Eddie, Eddie, yeah. Hold, yeah. That, hold that thought for a second. Just hold that thought. So, Eddie... Are you telling me now that there are clubs that the LMC somehow encouraged to contravene the regulation? Yes, I I can tell you that authoritatively because uh, before the league started, I I know one or two clubs that uh, that they were confirmed claims against. In fact, I was speaking with one Nigeria MPFL player uh, last week. He told me he had a personal uh, interaction with Che Udiku that uh, because of the art of that particular club that they will not be allowed to register any player. But unfortunately for him, he said that this same club is participating in the MPFL current season and they are playing with newly registered players. So he was even complaining that over time now he sends Chiodipo messages and he doesn't respond. So you, you can see that kind of bitterness that is there. So it seems like there are uh, a lot of uh, compromise as it relates to the regulators where some of these uh, decisions they need to take. Uh, I, I was also fortunate to be in a forum when some of these things were being mentioned. Then they were saying that how can Chiodipo say no to a governor? That's before this you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, this you are saying, this you are saying team. is what I've been saying. This thing I'm saying, this my team must play in this MPFL. That who is Seudico to say no, that we have to let them go and go ahead and register. And that is how this, uh, we, it's better we just run the league and say we don't have rules. Than exactly, exactly, and not enforcing them. So, so from what you're saying now, you know, because I actually had a question, I think it was on one of my episodes of MPSL Athlete. Uh, I mentioned there, I said, Heartland are suspended from signing new players. And that suspension came from FIFA because I think they were only a player who took them to court. You know, you know what I mean? So FIFA suspended them from making transfers. I was asking on my show, I said, how are we sure Heartland has not registered new players? You know? Because there's uh, no guarantee. Tosi, you want to say something? 
Yes, I, well, I'm not aware of the of the FIFA decision, but what usually happens in most cases is that when FIFA gives the decision um, that a club should pay a particular player or a coach, mm. it usually gives an ultimatum of uh, usually sometimes 30 days or 45 days within which the club should comply. And that where the club fails to comply, uh, automatically the sanctions will kick in. So in such a decision, FIFA would have listed the sanctions that will automatically apply where the club fails, which includes uh, the transfer ban and the rest of them. So I respect do Atlant, yeah. Yes, for them to have probably gone ahead to sign players as per that FIFA decision, then maybe it's possible that within that period, they probably paid the player or the coach which they were owing or something. And uh, perhaps that was what happened. Okay. Like I said, I do not know. <laughs> Unfortunately, our teams don't make available their full roster. So you really don't know. You right. And when a jam ball is structured, you, really, you only know, like, more often than not, you only know the first 18 players of most yes. clubs. You don't know those that the entire roster. Most Nigerian clubs have 30, 35 players. In fact, there are some that they sign for, what do you call it to? Is it designed for, is it for marketing purposes? That some are signed for, you know, you know, for the sign players for different reasons. So I've said, I, exactly. So I, I do know that Atlanta and I think if I remember, those two have suspensions for FIFA uh, on transfers. And somehow I know if I ever somehow gone back and they're playing with more, with younger players this season. Maybe from their feeder team. And I know that feeder team is also a means of circumventing the rule. Yeah. So I can say I put a player, he came from my feeder team. You don't know where I signed him from, but he's from my feeder team. You understand? So that 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 happens. So now let me even call me. Let me check. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. There is uh, some of all these cases you see that goes to FIFA or LMC. Like my personal experience is that some of all these clubs they they just dare the player or whoever representative that yeah. is engaging. Like on my own case, I handled the case where uh, Sunshine was banned. I also handled the case where Heartland was banned. They were my players. And on these two occasions, I actually engage these clubs, uh, a GM or secretary, whatever they call them, behind. I said, this is what my player is asking for. But if you can give him this XYZ conversation, we can yeah. get to instead of coming out and be shouting. Yeah. And in most cases, I've seen that even some of the things I've asked for, by the time I get decision, I have more than what I ask for. Like in case of uh, Abia Warriors, for instance, now, there are some of my players that are there. It's okay, if you want to terminate the contract, you are owing them three months. Why don't you just pay them so that we let go? They call, they call me bluff that uh, they are not owing him and whatever I need to do, I should pay you. And forget that you, you have a contract with this player. So sometimes I will see, and some of these people, they give, they give this role as GM, sporting director. They don't know the game. They don't know the business. Because there are some business you can actually just terminate quietly. Nobody will know. You will still be in a good relationship with that player. You will still be in a good relationship with the agent. But you believe that it's always your way. So yeah, because because also Eddie, also because the so-called club administrators, the so-called club owners are in some form of cabal. 
you know, there is a click. So if one player has a problem with your team, one team, and the agent or lawyer causes trouble with that team, they have their way that they will tell them, don't sign that boy, it's a troublemaker. That is one of the reasons why our players don't talk when they are owed salaries for long periods, when issues come up. That's why a lot of them don't talk because they don't want to be made scared. But my problem is that our administrators have created an enabling environment, right? For all this nonsense to try. So as a player, I have a right to say, look, you have not paid me for X, Y, Z period. I should be able to seek redress. That is what the courts are for. When you have a, a moribund player status committee that has not operated for the last three, four years or thereabouts, the players have to find a way to, and then the so-called players union is almost non-existent. That is why she will, that's why she will, they will tell you a governor said, and she will do with four designs. You are supposed to be a limited liability company. The LMC is duly registered as a limited liability company to run the affairs of domestic football. But what do you have? Politicking. Of course, because there's a saying that uh, Seo Diko has, uh, what's it called? Uh, intentions to be NFL president. So he doesn't want to offend the powers that be. And that is why when uh, they said they appointed Davis Nogumi as um, CEO of the MPF. I said, no, we need to get to a point where we take football out of that running part, the administrative part, put it in the hands of private sector people, people that have a name to protect, people that have a name to, to, that they need to defend and guide generously, and they have a target that this is what we want to do. Until we do that, we'll continue having this kind of thing. I want us, as we try to round up, let's talk about scenarios, the type of scenarios that have come up. Uh, let me talk to Eddie first on this one. Eddie, you are the intermediary. Let me ask you this. Uh, Eddie, are you there? Hello, Eddie, are you there? Okay, let me come. Can hear you very Okay, you can hear me, Eddie. Now, let me ask you this. There is a notion that I have, and a lot of, even within the media space, you know, this conversation comes up. And it has to do with the fact that our players have two contracts. One domiciled with the clubs, and one domiciled with the LMC. So obviously the LMC has its regulations on the amount of years you can give a fresh, a new player coming into the league, right? And then there's a minimum requirement, of course, for an experienced player, it can start at least for one year. But there's the gist is that the contract, the club submit to the LMC follows the regulation. But at the same time, the club has another copy, right? Signed by the player that says different. 
Have you experienced that at all since you've been representing players? Yes, I, I have. But uh, fortunately for me, I was able to argue my case. And the one handed over to the player by the club was upheld by the decision-making body. So it's true, it happens. In fact, I had opportunity of speaking with uh, an LMC compliance or uh, staff, uh, I think uh, last week, and he was telling me all these uh, issues that are coming up that uh, you will see them forging players' contract, um, a signature on contracts, superimposing it. That if you compare it to the same player with previous contract that they have been submitted, you see discrepancies in the, in the signature. So I, I believe that the LMC have decided to, they've observed that, they've also seen it, and they've decided to be, uh, will I say, willful blindness to that uh, action of these club officials. Mm -hmm. Because by the time you can imagine you a club, because in haste to register player, the secretary will be in the office in the morning, and during the, his interaction with the licensee officer in LMC, the licensing officer observed some issues with the registration form. Say, please, you need to go back to this player to go and sign. You will see the same secretary coming back within a short period of an hour for a club based in, let's say, in Uyo, bringing a fresh document, supposedly signed by the same player, effecting that correction. <laughs> So now the licensing officer will not still accept that document. Conscientiously, you should ask, how is it possible that you, you just flew to Uyo and back in less than an hour and effect this correction immediately and you are coming here to submit so that I can issue you license so that you can play with this player. So you can see, that's why I said we full blindness because the responsible people that should act as check, they are also compromising. You know, we have a lot of compromise. Even agents, they are compromising. I tell you, for the case I won with Heartland, do you know that one of the officials of the club called me uh, and said somebody told him that, uh, what do I really want? Let them sort me out. Let me forget this player. This player, I'm thinking they don't even care about me. If money comes now, they might not remember me. That let them just give me something. Let me tell them, see the LMC that we have said to Oh, what grand? Hmm. Clients that I'm representing, I should betray them because of what are you offering me? I said, unless if you can pay me times two of what you are demanding for. Because by that, I cannot call the player behind. And say, so take, your own, take your own, that is due to you. <laughs> cannot pay me times two of that amount. Then forget about what you are offering me. So there are a lot of compromise. So the people that are supposed to be responsible and say, no, we cannot go ahead with this thing. And I tell you true, I, I know this is a record, they can play it anywhere. The LMC uh, eggheads, they are still complacent in this because I know some of these licensing officers, they will turn down this process, but you see a situation whereby there will be an order from above. And you hmm. see that this same person you denied registration, he has a license. Hmm. How was it done? Hmm. The LMC official cannot say, but it was an original document that's emanated from the office of the LMC. Mm. So do, 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 as you rightly said, we also need some persons that we, we, we value their reputation more than any form of political yes. gains that they are planning to get, maybe in the football circle or, 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 the, or any other circle in life. So if you are running something and you know that you are proving a, a track record of integrity, no accusation can come in because 
uh, you are announcing the ambition to be in a position because of that, everything should go down. You are forgetting that you will be up there someday and somebody else will take over from you and some of all these shenanigans will be exposed. That is something that is setting amongst us. So mm. I know time is not enough. If you really want me to discuss Nigeria for about 24 hours, <laughs> no, we can never we can never we can never exhaust the conversation. And that's why uh, Tosi will come, Tosi can, would agree, and will admit to you how many times we've had this conversation, yeah. right? How many times we've had this conversation? Not only with Tosi, with uh, Amos, who's in charge of Football, Football Connect, with uh, Tolu, who's a journalist, who's investigated football trafficking and slavery, you know, with, with foreign agents, I have a foreign agent friend, John Prince, he's been on this show, and also told us the issues he's had with Nigerian players, you know? And it just, it just tells me, right, that we are not ready to change. We're not ready to, to, to actually build a professional football structure, football industry in this country. That's what it tells me. Tosi, do you have a scenario that you can paint for us? Scenario as far as far players' responsibility. Ah, uh, well, yeah. You know there are many. <laughs> just give us one as we round up. Okay, so let me talk about uh, some of the things which maybe those one or two that that players do as well, which is often not talked about enough. Of course, many players come out there to talk about how an agent or a lawyer has tried to cheat them or something. But uh, some of them also are usually very irresponsible and uh, lack integrity. Uh, sometimes in assisting a player, maybe because the salaries or something has not been paid early enough, uh, one may advance the loan to the player, such that at the time that is paid, be able to is pay back to that agent or that lawyer who has mm -hmm. assisted him at that time. And we find out that they, when, when it's time for them to pay, they, they start keeping quiet and um, start denying they have been paid and, and the rest of them. And even circumstances where uh, one helps them to recover salaries. Mr. Uh, I said something the other time. Generally, within the Nigerian space, uh, even if it's included in the representation contract with the player that uh, the club can pay the commission of the agent or the player directly. It's usually very difficult and very painted. So oftentimes they directly pay the player, then the player would now pay whatever commission that they are paid to the player. But many times too, these players are usually responsible in respect of that pay to one of their payments. And it's something that I think really needs to really needs to change because uh, it's not the right way to pay about it. I need to find a way to get Ah, I, I would love to have Shiro Diko on the one-on-one, -on -one, you know. Um, I'm not sure it will end well. <laughs> but I'm not sure it will end well. Because I think that there are just too many loopholes in our football that allows for all kinds of shenanigans, you know. Uh, I was happy at first, and I'm going to come to Eddie. I was happy at first when the sports minister came out and said, um, you know, if, if the clubs don't meet club licensing, 
that the league was not going to start. But eventually, what happened? The sports minister obviously bowed to the pressure from the state government, state governors, and hey, we are back to where we are. Seniors that were previously uh, not allowed to to uh, hold ga host games are hosting games now. Uh, clubs who've owned players in the past are playing in the league today. Um, Eddie, now let me let, let me two things, and I want you to look at the scenarios for me in, in this case. Nigerian players are, are are notorious for signing contracts with multiple agents or multiple representatives. Have you had that experience? That is one. Two, the scenario I gave in, at the beginning where a player, you know, okay, now this will be three, so it's going to be three, where a player is quote unquote duly registered at a club, then halfway through the season, he absconds. And then you find out that he's at another club, he's training, and next thing you hear is the, the club that he left will now release a statement and say they've released him on loan. That's scenario two. Scenario three is one that I saw on Twitter, and I think we we responded to it together, um, which had to do with a boy, a guy that was signed by Canopillas, you know, and before the season started, and the coach was like, oh, you know, uh, we want you, this and that. The boy was saying he, was, he also had an offer from Rangers, but he said to sign with Canopillas. And as the season started, Canopillas now one, you were signed during the lockdown period. So for the months of that lockdown, he was not paid a salary. Season has now started. The manager, of course, you know, Carlos has got a new coach, the French guy. Obviously, he's surplus to requirements at Carlos They've not paid him salary, and they did not register him for the league. As an agent, as an intermediary, if you are the one representing this player, what would you do? Okay, let me start from the first one. Uh, talking about players signing with multiple agents. Personally, I had a I had a personal experience. There's one of my players that was formerly named, but just as you said, that we may not need to mention some names. Yeah, yeah. Just, okay. He signed for Enyimba, I represented him. After our contract expired, he said he wants to go to Europe, he wants to go to Europe, and didn't renew my representation contract. So I have to let him go because uh, it's a contract in two parties must come to an agreement mm. before the union can stand. So I let him go. Uh, he signed with an agent. The agent have been pastoring him for some time. I wish I proposed uh, collaboration with him when I was still managing him, but that agent refused. But immediately he left me. I don't know what he told him. He signed with them. He promised him heaven and earth. And uh, fortunately for him, none of them came to be. And uh, recently he contacted me that he's having challenge. Does he have club? How can I help him? I said, okay, I can help you. What is your current relationship with that uh, agent? And he said, he's still with them. I said, okay, let me engage them. So I spoke with the guy, I said, I have something for him. This guy, you people say you have something for over eight months now, nothing has come forth. What is your plan? I have a move, I have a deal for him, I have a contract for him, Moldova. 
And uh, he told me that uh, I shouldn't worry that they have a contract for him this January. As I speak to you today, it's 27th, and this boy is not able to tie to any club, whether locally or internationally. I don't even know his fate. But so Eddie, I'm not telling him. Eddie, I spoke with him. I Eddie, in this scenario, yeah. the player has a right to terminate the contract with his agent. If he's not, if he's not, if he's not getting service, no, you of course you can't advise him for free. So is it that these players don't know that they have that right? I think it's, it really depends on what the clause in the representation contract is anyway. You know? And that's where the, the point of advice still comes in. For instance, even the representation contract, there's no such clause that grants him uh, the power the to, terminate. To, to terminate if uh, probably they are not able to get in a deal within a particular period of time. And rest of them. But every, every contract should have a termination clause. Uh, well, it should, but not every contract usually does, and that's where that, that, that's where the problem is. And uh, if if such a player were wise, what most players usually do is, uh, if it were a two-year contract, you let it run out. Contract that is signed with agent. No, mo most times what they even do is that they may have the first uh, the first maybe eight months or mm. first six months of that contract as a non-exclusive period. Hmm. Such that during the first six months of that contract, any other agent may try to get a deal for the player. So now, if any other agent is able to get a deal for the player, during that period, the player will be free to walk out of the representation contract, the three-year contract that is signed. It is only if with the six-month non-exclusive period, the agent is able to get a deal, then that contract now becomes exclusive. I, I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. But where such an arrangement has not been made, they just make made it exclusive from the beginning. There's no uh, outlet for where probably they are not even able to meet, uh, you know, his expectations and things like that. It becomes a bit messy and 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 and, and, you know, and at least if the if the agent is able to show that he's actually making efforts and the rest of them, they may be difficult to terminate the contract and say there will not be any repercussion. It's only where, oh, maybe the agent hasn't really been, hasn't been doing anything. Then of course, you could say there's a breach of contract, you signed a contract, you're supposed to help him get a deal and things like that. And of course, you haven't done anything, no step has been taken. But if the agent is, for instance, able to show emails, calls, meetings is had and things like that, it has not materialized, then the player goes ahead to terminate the contract. Of course, there could be repercussion for the yeah. contract. Mm. Okay, so Eddie, um, to yeah, back to okay, the scenarios. Uh, let me yeah. just uh, finish my thoughts on the second one. On the issue of uh, the player running away uh, when he's still contracted to a particular club, yeah. I believe uh, I mentioned it before because some of these documentation are not well tidy. That is why the former club will come out and say they loan such a player because at first they don't have the right to his own economic rights. Mm. So just to save their face, former they loan this player because they know that they've not done the right thing at the initial stage. So in actual fact, that, uh, the clubs they give this player's platform. Yes. So in actual fact, that means that the club clubs they give this player's platform. So sorry, Hedy. Yeah. So that yeah, means yes, in actual sir. fact that club originally doesn't own the player. Somebody else owns that player, whether individually or a grassroots club. So, or there's a third party ownership somewhere. 
Is that the case? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yes. Exactly. I just wanted to clarify that. Yes, that that's the case in most instances. And just to save their face, they will come out and say they loan this particular player. And uh, before you say over time, because uh, nobody questions uh, their operation, especially the government clubs, you will say that uh, this player is no longer is no longer here. Uh, he has gone, and nobody will ask how did he go, what happened, what exchange. So that's just uh, the issue. Then uh, lastly, uh, I believe. Oh, I didn't write this down. I'm trying to remember the last question you asked. The uh, scenario okay. that we saw on Twitter, uh, I think you I don't know if you can come again with the last... Uh, okay, so I said week. there's a young man who signed for Canopillas. Uh, I think he signed during the lockdown. Three okay, months went... Okay, good. good, oh, good, good, good. Okay. I remember yeah. now. Yeah. I've actually contacted the young man. Yes, I've contacted him. I've contacted him to know what's, what's the issue was the issue and uh, fortunately for me uh, the boy is 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 under a management of someone that does not know the business let me mm. use that word mm. <laughs> he told mm. me his agent is discussing with the club the agent is discussing with the club the agent said he should just forget that uh, no need to quarrel with the club I said, which agent? Agent is destroying your career you are, but I wouldn't want to say too much the agent's responsibility job, or his first role or first allegiance is to his clients. of the interest of the player. Yes. Forget affinity. As I said, I don't really care. As I am here, there are some clubs. Eh? When they hear my name that I'm the one representing with a particular player, they don't they don't want to show any interest again, no matter how good <laughs> is the player. Eddie is the treble song intermediary in Nigeria. I like that title because whatever people also see that whatever I'm asking for, I'm not asking for anything extra. Just do the right thing. In most cases, when I'm discussing with some of all these club administrators, I will tell them, please offer what you know you can conveniently pay as hey. at when due. If my client is not okay with it, he cannot leave. But if that is what you know that you can pay, just say, this is the amount I can pay you. And we go on from there. Instead of saying you can pay 600000 and for you to even pay 150000 is difficult. Now what? So if the player is ready, and I tell you, I've interacted with a lot of Nigeria players, if they are assured that that 200000 you are promising, then they will get it every 30th of this month. They wouldn't mind taking a pay cut to make, not make to be sure that there is a stability in their earnings. Don't yeah. promise them 600000 and after eight months, they have not been paid even one month. So hmm. that is the challenge we are even having. So they will promise these players, we'll pay you this bogus salary, the player will have pen signature, and at the end, they will say government submission, submission have been reduced and series of issues like that. So we still have a, a lot of problems. I'm just hoping one of these days you will put a... a, a, a a platform like this to educate some of all these uh, club administrators, bring them in and tell them what they need to know. It's not, it shouldn't be business as usual. You can decide to stand to be different, that in your club, this is how you do it and you honor it. It's certain, it's possible. So I you know, believe, uh, you know that, Tamara Eddie, is, there Eddie. is no compromise the of his agent and uh, the club. Eddie, if I bring a club administrator on this platform, then it will be quarreled. <laughs> it will be quarreled. <laughs> probably, they'll probably hate me for the rest of my life because even on my other platforms, I say it as it is. And some ask, who is that guy? Why is, why is he always like that? And in the end, they say, what you hear that annoys you and pisses me off is they say, this is Nigeria. And I'm like, because it's Nigeria means we should not be able to do things 
the right way. I've heard of a scenario where a club in Lagos wanted to sign, I'm not going to mention their name, wanted to sign a player that plays for another club in Lagos, right? They already discussed to then another club, because the person in charge of that other club is the Oga or was the Oga or mentor of the man running the club in Lagos. He now spoke to him that, ah, let's take this player now. He left the player for him to go to that club. And I'm like, who are you loyal to? Is it your club or to that Oga in another club? With that structure, you are competitors. You are in the market to sign the best available talent. And that's how they let that player go. That player in the end went to this other club. And when he was not going to move to Europe, I think we've lost, uh, Eddie has locked down, so we can round up. When he was not moving to Europe, this, that club probably only got 1% of the, of the contract sum. So these are part of the nonsense that happens in Nigerian football. So Tosi, as we round up, okay. how can we, I know it's not really your, a lot of these things are beyond our control, but we will continue to try and educate um, um, people out there. And I think I will make it a point of it to find a way to get maybe two administrators on this show and have a conversation with them. I think I'll, I'll do that. Eddie has challenged me. I will find a way to do that. Whether they hate me or not, I will find a way to do that. Uh, Tosi, can you just give us a parting shot as we round up, you know, okay. in form so of an I, advice I or whatever? Be, yes, I think maybe the parting shot would be in respect of the question you're about to ask. I think one of the main things which we can do in respect of uh, football in Nigeria which can actually help to change many things, is having uh, a functional, let's say, district resolution chamber or sports tribunal. Hmm. Because by the number of these things that happen, people do them because there's no fear of the fact. Yeah, no consequence. Yeah, no, no consequence. Now, if there's a platform where people can have their uh, grievances heard and where they know that or when they get the decision and be enforced and voice them up, a lot of people will see pride. Now, why the number of people usually say on social media that, oh, when Nigerians are in Nigeria, you know, they believe in the way and just of them. Yeah. Uh, things properly and just of them. One major difference, which I would say, is because of the fear of consequences. And that's one thing we really need to get right. So, whether it's in respect of clubs not doing the right thing, or players, or agents, or lawyers, or whatever, or sports administrators, right things need to be done. Sometimes when we go to civil courts, it's just because it's a matter of last resort. Uh, we've had uh, the most recent cases of the report judgment in January 2020. We don't believe that at this time we are still trying to enforce the judgment. That's a year after. Are still trying to enforce the judgment? Yes, to enforce the judgment. Even though, yes, the players have been able to get part of the money the money that was found in the back account of the club was not enough to now trying to sell some of their properties and so it it, it quite disheartening this was a suit that was filed as far back as the so i think mainly the major thing is to be able to have like a, a dispute resolution body and many of these things be sorted out 
Hello, Tosi. Are you there? Eddie? Yes, I'm done. Okay, you're done. Okay, Eddie, give us uh, some words as your yeah, parting yeah, shot. Yeah, I'm here. Your parting shot. Ah, my parting shot, I will just say, uh, you guys are doing a nice work. Let's uh, have more of this to be sure that we can make our Nigeria League better. Thank you very much, Eddie. I'm sure you and I will continue the conversation offline. Um, I have to say a big thank you to uh, Eddie Obemudia and Tosi Akiemi for joining me on this episode of Night and, and, and Little Extra. Nigerian football is a very, very difficult topic. Uh, whatever aspect it is, be it the playing side, be it the administrative side, marketing, commercial side, branding, salary, investment, you know, what have you. You can never complete the conversation in a short time. And that's why I always encourage people to listen to this podcast. There's a lot of benefit to listen to this podcast. Please follow at 90 and extra. Follow me at GMTM442. Please listen, rate the podcast. It's important that you rate podcast so we know that we are doing uh, a good job or we know that the content is appreciated. Thank you for joining me and uh, have a lovely day. Bye for now.